You're about to hear a life-transforming word brought to you by Trinity Baptist Church, London, an oasis for breakthrough. The focus of Trinity Baptist Church is to see people develop a Christ-like character that impacts our world. Now, prepare your hearts to receive God's word through his anointed servant. Another week of your protection. Another week of your provision. Another week of your mercy. And we honor you that we can look forward again. That the same hand shall protect, provide, restore, and encourage. This morning, Father, strengthen us as a family. Touch hearts, encourage us. Draw us closer to you. Deliver us from our fears and anxiety. May our trust in you alone, O God, become total. Deliver us from the deception of our age. Deliver us, O God, from the hand of the evil one. Keep us continuously under the shadow of your word. This morning, Father, I honor you that your word is life. I ask for grace that in simplicity I might share your word in the mighty name of Jesus. And the saints of God shall say, Glory to God. Kindly turn with me again to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24. It's an honor to see what God is doing in our midst as a family. The hard work of the choir, go to see Uncle Ohimi, uh, to see our soldiers taking time to come and not only for us to remember those who stood for our nation, but also for those who gave their land in the service of their nation that you and I, at this time and in this dispensation might live in liberty. Thank you so much, media team, for your hard work. The Lord bless all of you. Amen. Matthew's Gospel 24, I read the fourth verse. Jesus answered and said to them, this is when the apostles had gone to Jesus, asking them of the signs of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Then in verse 14 again, Jesus, uh, in verse 10, Jesus says, Where am I? And then many will be offended and betray one another and will hate one another. Okay, jump with me to 24. I've missed that one. Verse 24 says, For false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. But thank God it is not possible in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
I continue from last week, imitating how Jesus handled and taught us about deception. The truth is that whichever way we look at it, we live in an age of deception. The devil has so cleverly imitated through his agent anything that is original. At times, it is very difficult to differentiate that which is authentic and that which is fake. No wonder the Bible tells us that we are not to believe every spirit, but to test every spirit. Why? Because the Bible makes it quite clear. Jesus tells us that one of the signs of the end times is that many false prophets shall come. And Paul says that the devil himself in the last days will appear as an angel of light. Therefore, the Bible says that we should not believe every spirit, but we should test every spirit. How do we test the spirit? We test the spirit first by their fruits, and you can only test the, uh, and the authenticity of, of a fruit by touching it. Because at times when fruits are displayed, it is very difficult to know what is original. Fake apples look the same. Till you touch them, then you discover this is plastic. So you can only know these false prophets by association, the way they speak, the way they act, the way they interpret scripture, and also through discernment. You and I in this age, if there is any gift we should ask God, give us, it is a gift of discernment. Why? Because the line between the genuine and the fake is so thin that it will only take discernment to be able to separate the two. But you will not be deceived in the name of Jesus. You're, you're, you see, if people come to you with good business ideas and, and they present, the deception is so real. Only heavens know what is behind what they are saying. But your business will not be deceived in the name of Jesus. May the Lord grant unto you grace, protection, and uncommon ideas for your business in the name of Jesus. The truth is that we are creatures of imitation. We buy imitated items because they are cheap. But the truth about imitation items is that most of them are sold in the dark and behind the scenes. If you go to Dubai, Dubai is known for its multi-purpose shopping mall. Many so... I, I, I hate walking in the midst of shops. And anytime we have visited Dubai and my girls would want to go, I'll find somewhere and sit and read. Because the more I see all those shops, something happens to me. I just feel this. But you know women and shopping. Amen. But in Dubai also, there is another place where you can go and there are people who will walk you off the street and they will open shops. Anything you saw in the shop originally, they have it. But the difference is that they are fake. A Rolex watch, a Rolex Oyster Perpetual, which costs as much as 28,000 pounds, they can offer it to you for $250. And you can... You can wear a, a, a fake Rolex watch and, 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 and uh, 
flask it up to people to see. But the truth is that you and I know it is not genuine. And only time will test it. You see, the devil offers cheap Christianity. He offers cheap lifestyle. He offers cheap money. The purpose of that is to deceive. Instant miracle. One time. And some of the prophets will tell me, I'm one time. The children, they are in my belly. Today I've come to throw them to those who are looking. The devil gives instant riches. But what he never does is that he never points out the consequences. And because of this, some those who have loved money in this generation, many have pierced themselves with so many sorrows. Some have died mysteriously. Some have brought untold curses over their families. But you, your armor shall prevail in the name of Jesus. The Lord shall protect your family in the name of Jesus. Your business, irrespective of the challenges, shall survive because the hand of the Lord protects it. Amen. The aim of the enemy in deceiving us is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He is the master con man. He is the real forerunner. And in life, besides the soul and torso of human, we have almost imitated anything. Cloning, of course, is using human organs to grow organs. And as much as the uh, ethics of that is debated, the truth about cloning is that the scientists and the doctors are unable, they are only able to clone something that already exists. Are you hearing? The truth about what is original and fake is that a day is coming when both have tested. People, unfortunately, have followed too many wrong impostors only for their lifestyle and in disaster. Manus you in the name of God. There is only one that you and I can imitate and not only have purpose, but have meaning to our lives, have our destinies fulfilled, and have the assurance that whatever we are doing shall stand the test of time. And that is imitating our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He alone is the maker of becomers. He alone can make us become. He is the only one who makes all things new. May he grant us the grace to imitate him. The truth is that the more we serve him, the sweeter he becomes. Amen. Last week, we looked at the deception of man. And we discovered that Jesus himself, when they wanted to make him king, walked away because he knew what was in man. Paul writes to the Ephesians 5, 6 and says, Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. The truth about false prophets is that their words are empty because they can't deliver what they promise. They are very cunning and very sweet. But when they speak, they speak great swelling words of emptiness. They are layered through the lust of the flesh. But may your flesh 
only seek your later in the name of Jesus. Deception by man comes by men who themselves have been deceived. But occultic leaders and followers strongly believe that they have the truth. They also do this through their false prophecies. The truth about deception by man is that the aim is to lead you away from the worship of the true God. They come up with uncommon miracles, strange testimonies, and some of the things they say, at times, they look so real. If you are not careful, they entrap you. But thank God that the elect will not be deceived in the name of Jesus. And their lives are not conformed to the will of God. There is no integrity. One thing about false prophets is that their lives are engulfed in a web of scandal. One scandal onto another scandal. And at times you wonder how people can follow such people whose lives are nothing short than scandal. And yet people follow them. Hmm. Their teachings are not backed by the word of God. But for you to escape the deception of man, you must live a life of contentment. It is the simplicity that is in Christ which shall deliver and save you. Understand that all other ground is sinking sand. Therefore, you must stand on the solid ground which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We also looked at self-deception and discovered that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but its end is the way of death, Proverbs 12, 14, 12. The truth about self-deception is that it is the worst of all deception. You see, when it comes to satanic deception, we, Jesus won the victory and gave it to us. So what you and I have to do is to enforce it. When it comes to the deception of man, you and I can read scripture, and at least people can advise us, but, and we can make our way out of that web of man's manipulation and deception. But when it comes to self-deception, it is the most difficult. Because you are deceiving yourself. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is a way of death. Self-deception is a fountain of failure, unhappiness, and missed opportunities. I pray that none of us will live our own lives in the name of Jesus. And to come out of self-deception, we must esteem others Better than ourselves, we must not esteem and see ourselves highly than what the Lord has made us. We should not buy the heart. The truth that you and I can do all things through Christ who strengthen us must make us understand that the only reason why we can do all things is through Christ. Is somebody hearing me this morning? One thing resistant offenders in counseling do is that they believe there is nothing wrong with them. They never see themselves as a problem. And nothing is painful than to be helping somebody who believes there's nothing wrong with them. Hmm. And in counseling, they are known as resistant offenders. They believe that there's nothing wrong with them. But when they see that same problem in another person, they are the first to point it out. 
at times we have to step outside the box and, and ask why. Yeah, how am I doing it? How am I doing uh, as a why? How, how am I doing uh, children as, a, as dad and mom? How are you as, how do you see her? How am I doing as a pastor? How am I doing as a leader? How do you see my leadership lifestyle? He says, us, what do men say I, the son of man? I'm Jesus. And, and at times, the only way to know whether you are on the right track, not only to examine yourself, but also find people who will tell you the truth. Boy, how am I doing? Man. Jesus knew his assignment. The truth about humility is that it will always deliver us from self-deception. Because humility will help you not to exalt yourself more highly than the Lord has made. The essence of any good businessman taking stock of their business as to whether they are doing well or not is that they are examining their own businesses. And every good businessman We'll do that. And it is important that you and I ask ourselves, are we, how is my faith? How is my Christian work? Right? How is my relationship with the Lord? You know, and you know, the best person who can tell you that is not somebody you intimidate, but somebody who genuinely loves you and can tell you the truth in the name of Jesus. Jesus knew his assignment. And Paul writes to the Philippians and says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery, robbery to be equal with God. And the biggest challenge in our society today is that everybody wants to be. And the truth is that not every one of us can be at the top. The truth about life is that not all of us can sing. And people go to the X Factor and, and the Vodafone icons and they believe they can sing. They take the microphone and make a mess of themselves. And they will tell you, and they tell, they tell the judges, you will hear of me. They are so self-deceived. And you know when they say, they say it with confidence. My albums are going to come out and you will hear of me. My friend, you are going nowhere. Not with this voice. And that is how serious and how deep self-deception can hit somebody. Oh, yeah. I will never deceive myself to go to an X-Factor auditioning. What for? But I'm telling you there are people who are worse than me who will go there and take the microphone? And you talk to them, they become angry. In an experiment that was made to test people and self-deception, who was self-deceived, a group of people were divided into two. Then the first group were told and cold uh, blocks of ice and extremely cold water and they were told that they were to dip their hands in that water and they were told that the longer you, your hand stays in that water is a sign it relates to the fact that you have a strong heart and that 
your overall quality of life is good. So the first group were told that. Then in the other room, the second group were told, with the same blocks of ice and cold, that the longer your hand stays in that water, it's a sign that your heart is not strong and your quality of life is not good. You know the answer. The first group who were told that the longer your hand stays in the eyes, it's a sign that your heart is good and that the quality of your life, your overall health is perfect. They capped their hands in that eye. So after the experiment, they, and the second group, they dipped their hands and they took it out. So after the experiment, they started talking to them one by one. And those who kept their hands long in the block, with no exception, they all claimed that they could not stand the coldness of the water. But why did they keep their hands long in that cold water? Not only had they lied to themselves to prove that they have stronger hearts, but they also find an excuse and believe that. Something did not know that the Lord had given them. Because he had believed in the lie that as long as his hair was on, and, and no matter what he did, all what he had to do was to shake himself. And that power would come. But little did he know that Delilah, you have to be very careful of the Delilah. They, they dress up like architects. Standing on that high hill. But they've been sent by the Philistines. And for many of us, the mistake we do, the world, is that they measure themselves. Anybody who measures him or herself by it, and, and the danger is that if you are not careful and you continue measuring yourself by others, hey, the danger is that you will always believe you are perfect. Because not everybody in life can have the opportunity. Not everybody in life had the intelligence. Not everybody in life is able to kick a football the way that you have. Not everybody is able to take a gun and, gun and shoot it the way that you can. So comparing yourself by other people is a very big mistake and it can lead to self-deception. The only standard we are called to compare ourselves to is to imitate our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for that to become possible, he became man. You know, imitating Christ is not something that is very cheap and easy. But the truth about Jesus Christ is that by becoming man, he conquered and overcame every deception and temptation so much so that if you and I will look up to him, not only does he give us the grace to be able to imitate him, but we also become victorious in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that those who measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves by themselves are not wise. The truth about life is that if you don't want to be self-deceived, please don't interfere in people's business. If you interfere, it has consequences. They will call you names and they will say all manner of things about you. Keep your best to yourself. Amen? Don't try, as I said last week, don't, don't seek happiness or the people. 
Don't, don't think that you are coming to church and everybody will be nice. It has, that's, that is how it should be. But the truth is that it doesn't. Because <clears throat> you, you believe you are coming to church with a problem. The other person, the problem that he is carrying, and, and we come to Christ, we come before the throne of mercy because we know that under the shadow of his wings, we are secure. We know that those that dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we abide under that shadow, not only for protection, but also for answers and also for safety. The truth is that if people don't greet you, greet yourself. Before you leave from, greet yourself, greet yourself before you come to church. So that if nobody greets you, it's not a problem. Don't think that you can ever live a life of peace if you hold on to resentment. The truth about resentment, whatever way you look at it, we should not be serving. We should not think that we can go to negative places and be free. You and I must take ourselves away from negative Truth about life is about life that we be around the forces of God there. He that works with the wise will be wise. Iron sharpeneth iron. Talk to people who are going to where you want to go. Talk to people who will lift you up. Not people who always have something against somebody. They will bring your spirit down. Take yourself out of that environment. Be around people who know where they, who are going somewhere. And in life, there are three groups of people everybody needs in their life. First, everybody needs somebody ahead of you who has been where you want to go. And you look at them. Uh, uh, if you are a preacher, for me, uh, two people, uh, Billy Graham, because of his moral integrity and integrity of life, and for Pastor Enoch Adiboye, his extreme humility courageous. These two men, I look up to them from afar. I read the books they write. I read about the autobiographies, the things that God has used them to do, the challenges they went through, and how they endured, how they came out. I love them. Then everybody in life also needs somebody with whom you are on the same sphere with. You need a friend. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. A true friend who can be there for you in time of your need. A good friend who will tell you the truth. You see, those that are ahead of you, what they do is that they pull you along. They tell you things you don't want to hear. They say it as it is in their books, their preaching. They tell you things that are tough. And in life, anybody who does not have somebody who can tell you, stop it, you are in trouble. And these are the people who can tell you, stop it. And you look at them, you see their achievement, and you want to be like them. Because what they are saying does not only make sense. Their record is there to show. Are you hearing me? Then you need the person with whom you are on the same level. Then everybody in life has mentors. Those that are coming up, you lift them, you hold their hands, and you bring them to your level, and you point them. Everybody in life needs those three of people in their life. 
And to do that, you must take yourself out of negative environment. Too many of us, we are in, and you know everybody's problem. You know everybody's challenge. You know everybody's suffering. You know everybody's sin. You know, what, what, what gain that, does that give you? You know, you know what people wore last week. You know what they ate last week. And, and, and the sad thing is that there are too many busy bodies. But today we are looking at satanic deception. The truth about the devil is that he's crafty. He's crafty. And the major weapon that he uses is deception. And he still uses that same tricks today. Come with me quickly to Genesis chapter 3. He has not changed from his tactics one second. The same tactics. Genesis from 3 from verse 1. Now, <clears throat> the serpent was more cunning. And that word translated cunning is the word deceptive. Than, the, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree, of the fruit, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows, he's telling us that God is hiding something from you. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Then he uses the three last of the earth to entice it. Look at the way the devil behaved. As God said, he questioned God's word. And that is exactly what the devil does in this generation. Things that God will say, the enemy will find every means to twist it. Things that God will say they are an abomination, they will find meaning and try to twist it. That that is not what God said. And make a legislation out of it. Then he denied God's word. He said, you shall not surely, God has said to the woman, that the day you eat it, you will die. God had told Adam, Adam had passed this on to the wife. The, 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 the commandment is very simple. Of every tree of the garden, you can touch, you can eat it. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not touch it. For the day that you touch of that fruit, you will die. The devil comes, the woman says the same thing. The devil denies God's word and tells if you shall not die. And that is the same lie the devil is peddling today. Oh, it's not true. You can live your life anyhow. You, you, you do it if it, something will happen to you. And because God is patient. You see, God is not wicked to strike people when they sin on the spot. God's forbearance and God's patience is such that he gives us room to repent. And because of that, people, so many people have taken that for granted and have made the conclusion that God does not see. He denied God's word, you will not die. Then look at the fifth verse, he says, 
For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like knowing good and evil. What has he done here? He has substituted God's word by, by telling them he lied. Man's desire to be like God has left man destitute in hell. And in our desire and attempt to be like God, not only have we made ourselves inventions that are destroying and killing us, we have brought so much pain upon ourselves that what God wanted man to enjoy has now become a curse for him. But thank God for salvation in the name of Jesus. And when he went to Jesus, he used the same, he peddled the same lie in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Through the lust of the flesh, through the lust of the eyes, and through the pride of life. But thank God that Jesus always used scripture to withstand him. And the truth about false prophets and false teachers is that they will take the scripture, they will twist it. There is no false prophet or false prophetess who does not use scripture. All these white garment churches you see, all these false people around our world today, they all peddle their, lie, their lies with the word of God. That is why you and I must understand how important it is to be able to divide the word of God. Is somebody hearing me this morning? One of the lies the devil and false prophets love to use is 1 Corinthians 6. All things are lawful for me, but all things And they quote the first bit, all things are God is so merciful. He has given us our will. And this is what they say. He has given us. And he has given us all these things to enjoy. The moment you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. All things of And now. The lie the enemy is peddling in some churches in the USA. Carry as many women as you want. And people are believing it. And I don't understand why it's always a woman who must suffer. You can marry as many women as it. All things are lawful and the Lord has made them for you. That is your problem. But they never complete that scripture which says that all things are lawful. All All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the And today, the lie is being peddled by some big ministers. That the moment you accept Christ as Savior and you confess your sins, you don't have to confess your sins. Finish. That's it. The very day you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you say, Lord, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I repent. They believe that is it because the grace of the Lord is so abundant. Jesus has paid for And that is a lie. Why? Because the Lord says, if we say we are without sin, we make God. Listen, the Bible was not written to unbelievers. It was written to believers. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all. You will not fall for any lie in the name of Jesus. 
The devil keeps on telling us that God is holding something from us. To live a holy life, he tells you, oh, the Lord is holding something from me. I will never forget this when I got converted at Grace Baptist Church back in Africa. Just after my sister formed in 77. And I had a nephew who had followed the altars in my home. And by the time he completed secondary school, he already had three children. And he had a girlfriend. So I went to this girl with the intention of sharing Christ with her. The first words that came out of her mouth, oh, I don't want that kind of lifestyle where you give your life to God and you can't enjoy your life the way God wants you. I said, enjoy. You are talking about enjoyment. The place to understand and find enjoyment is in Christ. You have no clues. Oh, no, 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 please. You go another time. God have mercy. The last time I heard of her, unfortunately, she had become a prostitute in Germany. The devil uses reason to make us question God. The sad thing is that he makes people believe that there is no God. As these same people are quite happy to join the Freemason. They say there is no God, but they are quite happy to join cults. Isn't it shocking and amazing? They say there is no God, but they visit shrine. See, the devil peddles two major lies. When it comes to God, the first lie the devil peddles is that God does not exist. And if you believe that God does not exist, and, on, uh, and the Bible makes it quite clear, it's unfortunate that the fool has said there is no God. And there are people, if you look at the, your environment, the seasons of life, your own life, the way that God has ordered everything in your life alone must tell you that there is an unseen hand that is orchestrating nature. But the devil wants us to believe that there is no God because if you believe that there is no God, then he can have a field day. Then anything that happened, happens has happened by chance. Then you can blame him. If there's no God, then there's no devil. And the second lie he peddles is that he is behind everything that is happening. And if people believe that the devil is behind everything that happens to them in life, then in, in, the simplicity of it is that people will no longer take responsibility for their life. But understand that as much as the devil is real, not only has Jesus won the victory and given it to us, you have victory over him. And the truth is that you have a will and you have a choice. It is not everything that you and I do that is orchestrated by the devil. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. You know, he has so many weapons, but three that are very common that he causes people to do sin. Like a guided missile, he hits us. And before we become aware, we are groaning in our sins. But the truth is that if we confess our sins, God is faithful. Then the second weapon he uses is accusation. The essence of him being the accuser of the brethren is that he will accuse you in such a way that you will see your brother as your enemy. You know, the devil will just cause somebody to say something 
evil about you. And when you hear it and you are not careful, instead of discovering that there is a real accuser that manipulates people to accuse you, your brother becomes your enemy. But he is the accuser of the brethren. That is why you and I should never be involved in the ministry of accusation. It is a ministry. And the Lord has not given it to us in the name of Jesus. The ministry of defamation does not belong to us. Then, the third that he uses are strongholds. And strongholds are his secret weapons. You see, biblically, a stronghold, and, and in terms of that which is holy, it's a place of safety. It is like a fortress, a place where you can go and feel secure. And God is a mighty fortress. A place where you and I can go for safety. But satanic strongholds is a habit. It's a weakness. It's a way of thinking. It is a behavior. It's a habit of acting, of thinking that are hard to stop. And, and when strongholds take hold of your life, they are just as the name is, they are strong, therefore they hold you. And if you are not careful and perpetually and, and seek, perpetually seek God's face through prayer and fasting, those strongholds can, in the end, bring destruction to your life. Is somebody hearing me today? It is the state of the seat by the enemy. But thank God that for though we walk in the flesh, the Bible says we cannot war in the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. The stronghold, what a major stronghold he uses is the stronghold of addiction. And there are people who are so addicted, they are believers, they are born again, but they are addicted. Believers addicted to pornography is a stronghold. It will only take the blood of Jesus for you to clear that thing out of your mind. Is somebody hearing me? It is one of the biggest deceptions of the devil. The stronghold of pride. The Bible says pride goes before destruction. And a haughty spirit before the fall. The truth about pride is that you can't advise people who are proud. You can't tell them stop. And there are those the who are being manipulated by the stronghold of contention. And this morning they will contend. They will argue so much so that nobody can help them anymore. Because they know it all. If you know it all, who should help you? And there are people who have literally blown away the help that God has brought them because of their contention. Nobody wants to be around a contentious person. You want to be around somebody whose heart is peaceful. You want to be around somebody who can tell you, bro, this is the way we work on it. Then stronghold of rebellion and strong, there is a stronghold of the spirit of error. There are some people, 1 John 4, 6 says, we are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of God and the spirit of error. There is a spirit of error and it's a stronghold. They are in error, but you can correct them. Manos us in the name of Jesus. Then the stronghold of the failure to submit. There are some people at times. It can be men. It can be 
to submit. Hey. On submissiveness, Proverbs 29 one says, He who is often rebuked and hardens his neck will suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. A stronghold of a stronghold of reading the stars. And there are some people, they just love to read the stars. And they are born again. It's a stronghold. Tell your neighbor, don't read your star. Say it again. And for the last time. People don't know how dangerous it is to read your star. A stronghold is something that is a that it is something that holds you strongly. You have no control over it. Not seem to stop doing it. At times, they seem impossible to break. But the truth is that the weapons of the warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for pulling down a stronghold in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Then let me end by saying that the other stronghold the enemy uses is a stronghold of politics. And the essence of satanic altars, the stronghold of satanic altars, is that the devil tells you you are bound forever. There is no way out. That this is how you are going to live you are, and that you are going to die prematurely. Look at your family. Everybody, nobody lives to be 50. And look at you. You are now 49 years old, six months. Your time is coming. And, and he has a way of peddling that lie. The true story of a brother who was literally preparing, celebrating his last birthday because he was going to die. But the truth is that not until the assignment God has given to you as a child of God is completed, nothing can kill you in the name of Jesus. Look at Paul. The devil thought he had got him on the, on the high sea through the shipwreck. They swam to safety. Then when they wanted to warm themselves, he picks up a stick. Little did he know that that stick was a snake. But the truth about the fire is that it will reveal what is a stake and what is a snake. Hallelujah. And, and when, when the inhabitants saw him and felt that the snake had coiled itself around his hand, they said, this is a wicked man who though had escaped the seas, the gods will not let him go. And after a time when they discovered that nothing happened to him, they said he's a god. He is not a God, but the truth is that when the Holy Spirit of God lives in you, you will not die before your time in the name of Jesus. You will live and you will not die in the name of Jesus. I said you will live and you will not die in the name of Jesus. And some of these altars, the strong, the strong quotes are such that people suffer from the same kind of disease. And he tells you that disease is coming to you. Understand that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed in the name of Jesus. He tells you nothing is going to change. Who in your family has made it? Oh, there is always a beginning. And God is going to use you at, as that beginning to make a difference in that family in the name of Jesus. Because of you, everything is going to change. And at times, he uses this, strong, this strongholds to tell you that. When you break through, he tells you, ah, what you are experiencing is too good to be true. Something bad is going to happen to you very soon. And the truth is that there are some people, 
they see the hand of God. Anything they are doing just goes so well. So they just think that something evil is coming. God has begun a good work in your life. And he will finish it in the name of Jesus. I stand here to decree and to declare in the name of Jesus. That you will not be deceived. No man can deceive you in the name of Jesus. You will not be self-deceived in the name of Jesus. The devil will not be able to deceive you in the name of Jesus. Because Jesus has defeated him. And he has given that victory unto you. Father, we honor you for this morning. We honor you for your word. We honor you for truth. We honor you that even though we live in an age of deception, your word tells us that even though we live in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For you have given us weapons and that these weapons of our warfare are not carnal weapons, but that they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, bringing into captivity any argument that raises itself above the knowledge of Christ. Father, I pray. I stand in the gap and I intercede for Trinity Baptist Church that no one, our children will not be deceived. Our businesses will not be deceived. People will not steal and take away from us that which belongs to us in the name of Jesus. And anything that has been taken by deceptors from your people, I stand in the gap and I break that bound in the name of Jesus. Let the atmosphere be released. And from today, let a fresh oil of the mercy, the provision, the honor, and the glory of the Lord come over the people of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the people of God shall say, Amen. Heard God's word brought to you by Trinity Baptist Church, London. We pray that this word will impact your life in a tremendous way. You are welcome to share your testimonies, prayer and counseling needs with us. Do visit us or write to us at Trinity Baptist Church, 2 Thornlaw Road, West Norwood, London, SE 27 OSA or call 0208-766-7732. Thank you and remain blessed.